Talk Radio 610, WIOD presents The Neil Rogers Show. Yeah, the last time we checked, the old boy was still driving the porcelain bus. So that means you get a tape today. But look, if you really feel like you got to call in, go ahead. George doesn't have enough to do, and I promise he'll be happy to talk to you. Uh-huh. Here's the best of Neil Rogers on News Talk Radio 610, WIOD. Sooner or later, it happens to just about all of us in the tragic city. Everybody is a driver here, okay? Everybody is a goddamn driver in this town. I get almost to work. Now, let's start out at the beginning. I get in my red vet this morning. You know, it's one of those things. Shall I drive the red one today, the blue one, the purple one? I get in, and the uh, battery is dead as a doornail. That should have been an omen right there. You go back in the house, you lock the door, you bolt it, you call in sick, and you stay home, right? That's what I should have done. Instead of that, I get in the blue one, and it starts right up a course, and I'm on my merry way, and there's not a lot of traffic, and it's about 5 after 9, and I'm almost here, and I'm up the street here at 82nd Street and the Northeast 7th Avenue, my little uh, shortcut around there that uh, goes to 79th Street. I'm at the last stoplight, the last light before you get to 79th Street. The light turns green. I hit the gas. All of a sudden, as I'm going forward, I realize that there's a maniac in a small truck coming on uh, 82nd Street who's going to run the light. I'm not talking about running the light from like a few feet away. I'm talking about like this guy's yards up the street, but all of a sudden he's decided he's in such a big hurry, he's just going to go ahead anyway. Forget the red light. See, red lights most places mean something. Have you ever seen here when, when a uh, light changes at an uh, intersection? 
how many cars go through after their light. I'm not talking about a couple of cars that are already turned out into the intersection, which is legal. I'm talking after the light has changed red going their way, and here's two, three, and you're sitting there like in amazement, like, uh, what's going on here? And so this guy runs the red light. I see him. Now, at this point, there's no turning back. It's too late to turn back now, as the song says, okay? I'm already out there into the intersection. So the best chance I got, the only chance of staying alive is to floor it and hope that I can uh, outrun the sun. I floor it, and all of a sudden, bada-bing, and he hits the back left side of my vet. Spins the cargo spinning around twice, two complete circles, like a little pirouette in the middle of the road. Luckily, nobody coming the other way. And uh, I just stop off at the side of the road. So we call the uh, Miami police, and the uh, accident investigation guy comes and gives him a ticket for failing to yield the right away. And now you call your insurance company, and you do this, and bada ba. At least the car is drivable anyway. Radio still works. See, that was the mistake I made, and I got punished for it. I listened to Ron and Ron coming to work today. That was the mistake. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what anybody inside or outside this building says. They suck. They really suck. I mean, they, they're like Don and Mike. A lot of noise, a lot of stuff, but nothing funny. They were doing a thing this morning about a guy, a 19-year-old guy whose girlfriend was uh, fooling around or something, so he in revenge. He's sleeping with her stepmother, and now all three of them are in the sack together. And it just didn't go anywhere. It just went on and on and on and on. And if you guys think that's funny, man, then you probably think uh, getting hit broadside is funny, too. That was... And then I come in this morning. I get here at about 5 minutes to 10. Everybody's in a panic because we had to sit up there and wait for the police. Everybody is in a major panic in here like what happened. I look, I run to my mailbox, get this stuff out of there. Here's a picture here is a picture. It says, to Neil, sorry about those FM numbers, Joe and Stan. A couple of real nose pickers. Sorry about those FM. What does that mean? Like, I give a crap that they had a 20. I don't care if they have an 80 share in Fort Myers. What does that mean? If you're in Fort Myers, you could have a 100 share and you're still Bush League crap, okay? But maybe since they have such tremendous numbers, instead of ripping the crap out of me, you know, Tony Allen wanted me to come over to that and do that dog track thing in Fort Myers again. And boy, Gary comes to me yesterday, well, uh, he wants you to do it on August. Uh, I said, you got to be kidding me. I wouldn't give him the sweat off my cajones, man. That these guys steal the stuff we're playing on the air, play it on the air, on the FM in the morning. They're using stuff off of the show. I'm not talking about rock comedy. I'm talking about stuff that is indigenous to this show. Make every kind of homophobic comment that's ever been invented, and then I'm supposed to uh, be grateful for being on the air in Fort Myers, nose-picking USA. I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, Howard's on in Chicago, bombing in Chicago. He's on in Dallas. He's, like, not even in the top 20, bombing in Dallas. There are certain kinds of uh, programming that, you know, different strokes for different yokels. And so we're on over there beating our brains out, trying to break a three-share at SUN, and in Fort Myers, not showing up in the book. What do you expect? Do you think that this show, that the people in those parts of this state relate to what goes on on this station? You've got to be kidding me. Then somebody sends me, i got all kinds of crap here. And, man, I'm just, uh, you know, you just, it's one of those things where you look around, am I still alive? Whiplash, oh, whiplash. I think all of a sudden my head's spinning around like Linda Blair. Uh-oh, oh, oi. What happened with this thing, by the way? How come that doesn't work? My uh, hot button don't work. Isn't that great? That's just what we needed to come in here and uh, at the last minute, and my buttons don't... Uh, look at that. Nothing. 
You know why? Because this is in the catalog of all the carts. We'll have to straighten this damn thing out. Maybe if I was like doing it, like they could have brought the cordless mic if I got hit broadside and I was still in the car and I was like lying there. Ah, like that. That was another thing that they did on Ron and Ron this morning. A Helen Keller joke that we've done, that we've heard eight billion times before. What was Helen Keller's last uh, word? Ah, I mean, how many times have we heard that? They make Joey sound fresh and original. That's how, no, I'm serious. I just don't know what the attraction is there other than just plain desperation. I mean, Don and Mike, they're not even worth talking about. But Ron and Ron, if there's anybody who thinks that these guys are going to catch on and that they're hot, and they're just not funny. I mean, it, yes, it goes on and it goes on and, it go, and you keep waiting for the punchline. It never comes. It's like so many other things that you just, uh, it just never comes. Stay tuned for more of the best of Neil Rogers on the IOD Radio Network. Coming up tonight at 8, following Sports Talk 610, it's the Randy Road Show, right here. Hey kids, they're coming. Mick, Keith, Ronnie, Bill, and Charlie, the Rolling Stones action figure dolls. Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. Pretend you're on tour with the Stones. What do you mean room service is closed? I'm Mick Jagger. Come on, boys, let's trash Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. Here comes Jerry Hall and Malibu Barbie in their nurses' uniforms. Hi, Keith. It's time for your blood transfusion. Just pull your favorite stone string and he'll say the darndest things. Here's Bill Wyman. You say you're 16, too old. Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones action figure dolls. Brian Jones doll not included. Holy cow. Well, it's only because you called me at home. What do you want? What do I want? Yes. We want to know what your problem is, Blob. What are you talking about? Oh, geez. Here he goes again. Okay, now, we'll have to assume that it's all Ojean provocateurs from FLA who are making all of these things up, and the entire West Coast audience continues... Making up what thing? ...about you saying that I'm going to Chicago, number one? I keep getting these humorous faxes. Humorous faxes. Exactly. Yeah. And I got another one this morning. Did you get one? You usually get the same ones I get. No. Oh, yeah, this one had you in, uh, in Chicago last week. Uh, you and Ditka were doing a tryout for the morning show and got yeah. into a, a little bit of a tussle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to Chicago? I don't know. Are you? I thought no, you I'm not. beat you out for the job. Yeah, see, there you go with that crap again. That was one that we heard yesterday. Why do you say these things? Why do you do this? These people don't understand. What do you mean they don't understand? They don't understand that it's supposed to be a joke. I guess it's supposed to be a joke. Jay Marvin's working at WLS. Is he? Yes, he started last week. How was I supposed to know that? I don't know. Well, you know everything in the business. You know I don't know. I'm not a business yenta, okay? I've been here too long. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not looking to go anywhere. And I'm just uh, not into that. So I'm, a not a, I'm not a business yenta like some people I know. A reasonable person would assume that Marvin beat you out for the job. We were feeling really bad for you. See, and there you go again. Here you go once again, repeating the same drivel. Did you, what happened? You run out of those certificates? Yeah, run out of charcoal? Do you have any down there? No, we don't. How about the refrigerator magnet? No, we don't have any of those. Damn. We don't even have any quiche on this show, which oh, comes as a surprise to you. God. I don't and then the, well, now, what about this morning? Now, we get a call right out of the box. I just almost got killed. I got hit uh, and nearly got killed on the way to work this morning. My car was like uh, just totally, not totally, but pretty close to, just to rip to pieces. Mm, I come in here, and about the second call I get is some uh, Ojean provocateur from Tampa who's telling me that you're, uh, I got, let's see, what was it? I got punched in the nose for grabbing some guy's crotch, according to Bob. <laughs> That's what the facts said. 
That's what the fact says, and you keep reading this stuff on the air like it's fact. Well, you read your faxes. No, I don't like read my facts. faxes like they're facts. Wrong. Absolutely. If somebody if somebody sent me a fax today and it says Bob Lasseter is a child molester, I'm going to go on here and read it like it's a fact. Say, oh, that's interesting. Well, first of all, you've got lousy callers. The man is not a provocateur. He's a moron because the uh, fax was hilarious. It went on about your uh, showing up in a dress. That, well, that was the other so part, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, grabbing uh, Ditka's crotch and uh, Ditka... Grabbing Ditka's that. crotch. Don't yeah. I have better taste than that? Well, I would assume. So this isn't a provocateur. It's a moron if he believes this crap. But he's part of your audience. Well, of course. He's part of yours, too. He called your show. He didn't call mine. But he heard it on your show. Well, yes, You're the did. one that brought him back. This is what you brought back. This is what we brought you to Tampa for, to bring these people back. Well, at least he has good taste. He listens to my show, but he calls yours. And you have a billboard... Yeah, apparently a whole series of them. I haven't seen it yet. They won't tell me anything about it. Yeah. And where is Velveeta? Is he also on his way to Chicago? Oh, man, he has been running around skipping and going wee, wee. It's pathetic. He's been uh, going wee, wee? Yes, he has. Uh-huh. God, he got so excited yesterday. We were in the studio when you were talking about uh, your morning show and uh, your, your uh, warm-up hour. And he was so excited about that. Uh, he's saying, oh, would you do it, Bob? Would you do it? You know, because then he's operations manager of the SUN Network. See, then too. at least the people over here could hear all the uh, bogus crap that you're doing on the air. Then we could hear it. Well, right. Yeah. Then you could save all the Neil stuff and Randy stuff for 9 to 10, so we could all hear it and then respond to it. Well, I do it 9 to 10, too, so that you can listen coming home for the track. Oh, okay. You know? Then I'll hear it tonight about the dress and about Ditka grabbing my crotch. Or was it right. the other way around? Well, this guy usually sends the faxes to you, too. I'd like no, to gave up. I don't uh, waste my time. After they sent about the 10th, the same one. That thing with Ditka, that's that's from two months ago. It's the same one. And this guy goes to a hell of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, he does WLS letterhead, uh, the whole bit. So have they asked you to do the 9 to 10 hour yet? Pardon? I said, have they asked you to do the 9 to 10 hour yet or what? Uh, no, they haven't. See, you I don't, don't want to do it. But you I don't will. understand. Your audience, uh, the, not your audience, the market over there primarily are a bunch of nose pickers. They don't understand. Uh, they just don't get it. Well, you're wrong. The market you is have not to, a, you have the to have market a cart. is not a bunch of You nose have to have a cart that says, are. this is a joke. This is just a joke. This is just make believe. It's not for real. I'm not really saying this because they don't get it. Well, if you I'm to... telling you, they take everything you say as gospel. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. They're your callers. No, they're not my callers. They're your listeners. They never heard from me until you came around, until you came back from the uh, flood field. But how come these people don't call my show? They only call yours. Because you don't have anything to give them anymore. Well, it's true. But I have some T-shirts. I mean, though. the same could be said for anybody else. How come nobody don't call your show? What do you mean? <laughs> I get callers. I had yeah. three today. Yeah, beautiful. Let's see, TJ and PJ and BJ, and who was the other one? And probably uh, that guy that sounds like David Caton on a bad day. Just lay off a of TJ. She's good lady. She's beautiful. beautiful and Rosemary, lady. I left Rosemary out. Uh, somebody should leave Rosemary out. Yeah. And then, I, in fact, I did hear a little bit of the tape. When the hell did I hear it? And you had some, oh, no, it was a promo that I heard last night uh, during uh, one of, oh, you realize this week they've got, I figured this out, talk about embarrassing, SUN is playing nine hours of <laughs> nine hours of Neil this week because uh, Rick and Suds are on vacation and because we got the cripple cast tonight. Nine hours, four live and five on tape. They only regret that they don't have more hours to give to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they only regret that I don't have more hours to give to them so they could run like 10, 15 hours. Beautiful. Well, they would if they could, Neil. Okay, well, tell Mike have. Ditka I said hi. Oh, okay, what do you Is uh, Kurt gone yet, by the way? Uh, who? Have a great day, Bob. What did you say? Kurt, Kurt. Oh, yeah, he's gone. He's history. Yeah. He's dead meat. But did, did you hear the real tragedy?
Kurt wasn't the only person who left that day. One of our engineers left. And guess where he went to work on Monday morning at 9 o'clock? FLA. No. YNF. Oh. <laughs> Shows up to work at 9 o'clock. Oh, by the way, we've got a 10 o'clock Oh, God. What a business. So is he going to stay there? (laughs) You can't get away from this company, man. They got their tentacles everywhere. It's like a gigantic octopus. No, it's even worse. He's going to work now for Buddy Bud. Beautiful. There you go. Getting his just desserts. Okay, listen, let me know if he ever gets paid. Okay. Have a great day, Blob. Bye-bye. See ya. So anyway, Blob is dating this uh, Helen Keller lookalike, and his wife don't know about it. Just a joke. You are listening to the Best of Rogers on the IOD Radio Network. While Neil's home hacking up phlegm, we're rolling the tapes. This is the Best of Neil Rogers. It's me again, Bob. Douche when you're done. Alan Box was a normal man with a nice home, a lovely family and a cushy job with his father-in-law's company. Normal, that is, until just three weeks ago. Hi, honey. How was your day? Somewhat of an esoteric Monday, I fear it will end up being, but nonetheless, let me see if I can't focus it in to the best of my ability. Alan Box is suffering from Bob Lassiter disease. Are you feeling all right, Alan? Absolutely insane. I see things that nobody else seems to see, or at least cares to admit that they see. Bob Lassiter disease attacks the central nervous system, causing otherwise normal people to communicate like suicidal maniacs. To hell with you today. I don't want to talk to you. What's more, Bob Lassiter disease is the one form of depression which is actually contagious. God, just listening to that voice, I want to jump off a building. You're the lowest of the low. You're a snake. You're a scumbag. Please send whatever you can today to post office box one 800 Davenport, Iowa. Honey, it's Friday night. You know what that means. Bitching and moaning and screaming and hollering. Please help. Yeah. But, 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 but. Fort Walton Beach. Hello. Up yours. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how you going? Okay. Everything's all right? Everything's okay. They're all, every, all the parts are still in the right place. Well, hey, you better be glad you went on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Oh, no, it wouldn't have. Uh-huh. Then you wouldn't have gotten up, period. Although I might have been able to uh, get around him then. <laughs> I don't know. The way they drive down here, it's terrible. I mean, this guy, I don't I don't know if I explained it, if I did a good visual uh, imaging thing there, but this guy was like many yards up the street. The light had changed to red, and evidently he just, at the last second, decided he was going to try to run it after it already changed and just floored it. I mean, he was going like uh, zooming up to like 60 miles an hour. Oh, that's typical. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, if you're in, well, it's not Miami. I don't claim it. It's there, Amy. I mean, it, he probably didn't even speak English. No, he did speak English, oh, he okay? Did. Yeah, call he up Sandy any... and discuss that with her, okay? Bigoted bitch. I can't stand people like that. Although he was from Ecuador, and they did have a couple of people he was talking to in Espanol, but he spoke perfect English, and he didn't seem like that bad of a guy, and he made a bad mistake, a bad mistake, and could have killed me, okay? Now, if he happens to see that bitch out there on the road, maybe he'll make the mistake again because he got some good practice, only this time he'll have better aim. Here's a mobile in Homo Sasa. 
Hi, Neil. How you doing? I wonder if you'd feel this for me. Uh, first of all, I don't want you to think I'm something, something. I can say asshole and butthead like everybody else, but is this your normal vocabulary with the amount of times you use these phrases? Yes. Yes. It is your normal. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought it was mainly for the uh, kick value, you know. No, I don't. No, I, I see. I believe that we ought to be able to come on the air and talk the same way that we do uh, off the air. Fine. I which, which would include a lot more spicy language than I'm able to say on the air. But, uh, you know, yes, I do. And, I, and most of the people I know, most of the people I come in contact with use uh, those words a lot. Okay. It was a curiosity point with me because... No, see called... that, now, see, that would be shock radio. I, I don't say things gratuitously. I don't come on and say crap just because it's going to shock the hell out of somebody and, oh, gee, did you hear that? He said crap on the air. That's stupid. Okay. That, that's juvenile. So it's not titillation then? No, that's absolutely that. not. That changes the whole prospect because I, I get the feeling you call everybody an asshole. When you really meet one, what do you call them? <laughs> Major asshole. Major. Well, there are a lot of assholes out there, let's oh, face yeah. it. But yeah. it's all, look, it's all in the eyes of the beholder. beholder. It's uh, all subjective. No, it doesn't bother one me. One person um, may be, you may think one person's great, I may think they're an asshole, or vice versa. It's all, right. it all depends on uh, where you're coming from. No problem. It's just the amount of constant consistency of it that I was wondering. Okay. That answers the question. Got it. Thank you kindly. Have a great day. Hey, by the way. Yes, sir. Up uh, over here in S.U.N. country. Yeah. Maybe a bummer area, but this radio station gets out all over the place. Oh, I know that. I'm way up uh, in Citrus County. We're no dummies. We know how to whore a good signal when we find one. As long as Zelensky can keep it on full power once in a while, that's the problem. Yeah. Keep it running. We'll say goodbye. Okay. Take care. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we just, uh, it's kind of disappointing because the novelty wore off, I guess, after a few months. But we used to get calls from just amazing places. And, of course, if we had that 800 number work in the watch line outside of Florida, then we'd be getting all kinds of calls, like from Gulfport and New Orleans, and you'd be amazed at the places. But they're not going to pay through the nose to call in long distance and hang on and hang on and uh, for the honor of speaking to me for two minutes and saying douchebag, it just ain't worth it. But they're out there. You'd be amazed. In fact, if we had as many people listening to SUN, like within the rating area, we'd have a 50 share. But we don't. No chance. Open line and date. We have Mike Fernandez. Look at that. The S-U-N ace. Neil. God. Please, I'm standing in front of you. I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. Well, you said that I could kiss your butt, so. Oh. I thought I'd do a little sucking up. Okay, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when we were over there, you laid real low. didn't come in any time I was in the building. You're not fooling me. You're like another Kurt. Very, no, very, no, very Neil. recalcitrant, very uh, absent, got all kinds of stories. He's working out at the gym. He's out of town. He can't come in, et cetera. No, you know what I told uh, Velveeta? What's that? See, he put me overnight, so that way I could not wake up in the daytime to come meet you. I'd have woke you up. On purpose. I was a geek. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. So the problem is now... Oh, he's trying to keep you for... He saw what happened with Kurt, so he's not going to make the same mistake a second time. That's it. But now I'm working Kurt shifts, though. Every day? Yeah. Great! Monday through Wednesday. And who works Thursday and Friday? And I'm off Thursday, and then I get off... You get off off on Thursday? Yeah. Well, today's the day to get off. And as I'm getting off, and then uh, next week I'll be off Thursday, and then I do your show and you on Friday. You do me on Friday? Right. Oh, God, something to look forward to. See there? Every week I'll do you on Friday. Beautiful. That'll keep me going Monday through Thursday. Just and, have something to look forward to. And guess what? Yeah. I need to set up something with you because I'm going to be coming down to Miami uh, probably next month. Oh! And uh, You need to set up something with me? Well, because I want to go ahead and uh, take a tour of the station, get to meet everybody. Oh, I'll give you, you a tour. Stuff. I'll give you the guided tour. I'll take you all around the world, Mike. Will you drive me in the wrecked Corvette? I'll drive you. Okay. <laughs> but I am going to come down there. They want me to DJ a function down there. Great! 
So I'm well, I got done. a good place for you to stay, Mike. Cool. Yeah. You got it. Okay. All right, Neil. And uh, we need a cart. You need a cart? He's got to do a Neil God. You can okay. replace Kurt. I can do it? Yeah. Tell me when you're ready. Ready. Neil God. Terrible, Mike. Terrible? That, that was... Uh, All right, let me try it again. That then. was staged. This is supposed to be emotional. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Neil God. Better? One more time I for blow. the West Coast. I blow. But you like that. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is uh, where was he when we were in Tampa? It couldn't have, it wouldn't have been such a long week. There, one one more well, time. Come it could on, have you been can a short it. week. Yeah, it would have been short. It's one more short time, Mike. Come on, let's go. Neil God. Okay. Needs a little work. I'll work on it. Okay. Ninety nine times before I get it right. I bet you will, before the day is over. This, See ya, Mike. Take this, care of yourself. Bye-bye. Get a hold of yourself. Boy, talk about out of control. Who the hell needs Kurt? Neil, God. Ah, he's out. He's dead meat for his history. See how easy they forget? So from what you were telling me, Mike makes Kurt look like Rumpelstiltskin on a bad day. Oh, yeah, even George is impressed. And he's always, well, I don't know uh, what guys look like. But even George wanted a little action there. Well, he's not getting too much from Anna Maria. Getting a lot of rides in the car, but that's all he's getting to ride. My choice for the vice presidency is Senator Dan Quayle of Indiana. People will judge me on what I say, what I say, what I say. The question is whether we're going to go forward to tomorrow or we're going to go past to the, the, the back. We don't want to go back to tomorrow. We want to move forward. and some tough choices before we go to deployment on the Midget Man missile or on the, on the uh, Minute Man, whatever it is. I believe that I've made good judgments in the past, and I think I've made good judgments in the future. And the future will be better tomorrow. safety factor, but uh, I think these things, and then also, I am one who believes we've got to go the extra mile in clean being sure. There is nothing that a good defense can not be a better offense. In other words, a good offense something that um, I'm often not accused of. You want a friend? Get a dog. You want a friend? Get a dog. Winston Churchill was not a great student. FDR was not a great student. Admiral Halsey was not a great student. Superman was not a great student. Davy Crockett was not a great student. And Dennis the Menace finished last in his class. It's the best of Rogers on the IOD Radio Network. 
This is South Florida's news, talk, and entertainment station. News Talk Radio 610. WIOT. Wake up in the morning and your breath smells bad. Your hair's a wreck and your eyes are all cloudy. And the cat took a squat in the sink. Getting your car and the streets are crowded. The traffic's a hassle and the bridge is up. Get a flat tire and you run out of gas. Oh, it's just another day. It's just another day. It's just another day. I wish would end. You walk into work. And your boss is a grouch The workers are losers The copier refuses to work And you don't get your raise you get off of work And the streets are still crowded The traffic's a hassle And the bridge is still up And you get into a wreck with a church bus And the nuns are bleeding from their ears Oh, it's just another day just another day It's just another day I wish would end You get home from work and the house is a disaster The kids are all screaming and the garbage needs to be taken out And you smell men's cologne and it's definitely not yours so you start drinking early to forget all your problems And soon you're plastered, thrown up in the bowl While the men's room is doing 360s around you And you're drooling and big chunk lands in your hair Oh, it's just another day It's just another day It's just another day I wish would end Lost in confusion, you stumble about Wondering why you were born in such a stinking hellhole that you call life So you look for your gun And you hope it's still loaded and you aim it at your head And you slowly pull the trigger and... Incredibly. Now the story about the bumper sticker and the woman is like... Uh been arrested or been busted for a bumper sticker that had the uh, hand on there with the finger up, middle finger in the ear? Where was that? You don't know? Well, somebody in the audience will know. But even more important than that, the, new, the entire news department has just about been in here with a tremendous story. It says in an interview on NBC's Today Show... Well, let's start at the beginning. Where is it? Now. Where the hell does it start? I don't get this. This is, I'm trying to read the, uh, the lead in here, and it doesn't make any sense. It's, an, it's a comment from uh, the first black Miss South America. Her name is Jackie Mofoking. Let's have it a 10-second actuality from Miss South Africa. Jackie, first name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I, Jackie Mofoking. The L-Q-M-O-F-O-K-E-N-G. Who says she wants to play an active role in her country's transition to democracy? 
Jackie Moe Foking. That's her name. Let's have it a 10-second actuality from Miss South Africa. Jackie, first name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I, Jackie Mofucking. The L-Q-M-O-F-O-K-E-N-G. That's what I just said. Jackie Mofucking. Huh? <laughs> That's what uh, she'd be doing right now, I guess. Mofucking. That's like if you go into a... Uh, all-you-can-eat buffet, and you twirl a lot of spaghetti, you're doing that, like Moe Foking, right? But anyway, now what does that have to do with the... I was confused because I didn't realize the whole uh, thing was on there. What's the uh, story on the bumper sticker? Where was that, and how many years in Rayford did she get? This is a woman who was, like, protesting censorship, and she said, uh, I wish I had that story. It would be great to have the story. It would be great to have the bumper sticker. And it depicted like, uh, you know, a fist with a middle finger up. And she got uh, busted for that? I mean, what kind of a fascist country are we living in? That couldn't possibly have been here, could it? Around here? we got to get that story, too. Because I have a 10-second actuality from Miss South Africa. Jackie, first name is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-I. Jackie Mofucking. The L-Q-M-O-F-O-K-E-N-G. Who no doubt is from Detroit. Here's a mobile in Bradenton. Hello. <laughs> Neil? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, that happened up around Tampa, by the way. The thing with the uh, bumper sticker? Oh, yeah, near Lutz or someplace figures. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's your figures. Uh-huh. How about those Marlins? Yeah, we're doing it, did kind you, of. Did you get a chance to watch Saturday night when they had the uh, argument? Uh, when last Yes, week? I did. Uh-huh. It's probably the first time in history that someone, they were able to have an open mic for a whole argument with an umpire. Because they said everything on the air, and it was the most tame thing. No one, I, the guy just doesn't get upset, I guess. Yeah, nobody even said Mo Foking during no, that. No, uh, they sure. They, and no. she, she's from South Africa, not South America. I know. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you mentioned last week. No, she's from South Detroit. <laughs> Southfield. Southfield. You mentioned last week about going uh, first class to Europe. Yes. I was fortunate enough also to use some upgrades to do the same thing, and I'm telling you, you're absolutely right. There's no other way to go. Oh, God. It's it like, uh, it's, in fact, this is the only time in my life I can actually say that the flight was better than the vacation. <laughs> I understand. What Never you wanted think. to get off the plane. I understand exactly what you're saying. You, first of all, it's hard to get off because you've eaten and drunk so much anyway. Yeah. And and so it, it is hard to get off. But I, I also have to give a, uh, a little... Uh, this, this phone, man, is just right. There are all these pukes and pops and noises. Uh, what kind a of a phone is this? Here's Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Morning. Yes. That story uh, about the bumper sticker broke last week, last Monday. No. Never, I never saw it or heard it. Well, it was, I, I was up in uh, Sarasota. I spent a week up there. I was covering that, uh, that trial up there. And uh, the, the story was the girl... Had the bumper sticker on. You there? Yeah. Okay. She had the uh, bumper sticker on there, and, and it was a middle finger upraised, and then a uh, circle with a line through it, and it said, censor this. Yeah. And she was on the way to the grocery store or something. And she got, of course, she didn't get pulled over for that. She got pulled over for something else, you know, the uh, taillight out or something like that. He wrote her up for that. He wrote her up for the bumper sticker, and he wrote her up for have, not having her current address on the uh, on the. Well, what do you mean, wrote her up for the bumper sticker? Saying what? <clears throat> There's a state law that says uh, something about obscenity in the in the on bumper stickers. But but the in the story, the in the Tampa Tribune pointed out that uh, very few officers ever enforce it, except for this. But pair. what was obscene about the the middle finger up in the ear? I don't a, get it. It was it, it was a 
like a hand shooting a, shooting a, bird. a bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a... So it's funny. a bird obscene... It was an obscene bird? It was an obscene bird. <laughs> so uh, that, that was the... Uh, that was the upshot of the whole thing. The upshot. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you're mentioning the uh, Miami Herald today. For? Joan Fleischman's column. There's a little uh, thing about uh, Wayne Arnold. And it says, it's very short, I'll read it. Sign seen in the windows of Arnold's and Eatery housed in a former royal castle at Northwest 7th Avenue and 125th Street. On the left side, our choice is Jeb Bush for governor. On the right side, the Clinton administration is on the right track. In the middle, we listen to Neil Rogers. Underneath, catfish fillets, two ninety-five. Yeah, that's uh, not a. Wayne gives me a pain where I sit. Okay, <laughs> he really does. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks. So that's a little bit of clarification. I still don't understand. How could that ever hold up in court? Flipping uh, the middle finger is an obscene. It's an obscene gesture. That's obscene. I don't get it. And even if it is obscene, what kind of traffic enforcement, what kind of crap, what kind of fascism are we talking about? Which I guess is her whole point. So anyway, I'm, I'm assuming that we're not going to be getting that cart from early this morning at 6.30, but if we do, we will play it once or twice just to make sure that we heard it right the first time. That the guy was talking about, because this is the one that we've got from the morning news, about the uh, lady with the bumper sticker. Yes? Yes? You want me to hit it now? Yes! A Pasco, a Pasco rather, County woman faces arraignment today stemming from charges over a bumper sticker on her car. Susan Hoffman's charged with a criminal violation for the sticker, which says, Stop censorship and shows a fist with the middle finger extended. Attorney Rochelle Reebok says they're challenging the state's obscene bumper sticker law since other cases never went all the way to court like these. Two prosecutions involving um, a sticker that said, Russia sucks to even a prosecution in Pensacola for a sticker, which is my personal favorite, that said 51% sweetheart, 49% bitch. She says similar laws in other states have been ruled unconstitutional. Wow. Aren't we getting really racy in the mornings now, huh? That was the thing? 51% sweetheart, 49% bitch? Wow. Shocking. This is the same morning news show, of course, that we're on the promos, if I say crap, they have to bleep that out. The best of Rogers, and it's only on the IOD Radio Network. Coming up this afternoon at 2, it's Rick and Suds, live and hopefully in person. Now, here's the best of Neil Rogers. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. The Bible. If you like the book, you'll love the board game. Introducing Go to Hell from Milton Bradley, the board game that tests your faith in God while challenging your knowledge of biblical quotes. <laughs> okay, okay right. everybody ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right, first question. The meek shall inherit the blank. Uh, flatware. Man pattern baldness. The earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. Right. You move ahead five spaces. You other guys, go to hell. Uh. Go to hell. The exciting game where you win by forming a deep personal relationship with God before the timer runs out. Okay, on the seventh day, God did what? A golf. He went to one of those all-you-can-eat brunch places. Um, he just puttered around? Wrong. All of you go to hell. <laughs> it was a good book, but now it's a great game. Go to hell. The biblical board game from Milton Bradley. Speaking of going to hell and joy, uh, the other thing I heard yesterday before uh, the guy with the eyes came on and uh, I finally wised up and punched it out 
was uh, some bitch who called, of course, like every caller on that show, oh, yes, she is in the car two hours a day, and uh, she can only listen to two minutes of Neil and two minutes of Randy, which I wonder why she wastes her time if she already knows how much she hates us like poison. But uh, she never stops listening to Joey. She can't get enough of Joey. And it's come to find out what is her story. Her scam is she's a Scientologist. And, of course, she's trying because she knows what a wimp he is and how, like a willow-of-the-wisp desperate, clawing out for anything. And Mr. Pseudo-Moralist, uh, how all the rest of us are a bunch of degenerates. And he's this great Roman Catholic, Mr. Uh, Holier-than-thou, even though he did rip off the Rockin' Rebels with that wild weekend. And, uh, oh, yeah, well, you ought to do some reading. You ought to do some reading. L. Ron Hubbard and the... By the way, Jim, Randy's Jim is in here today with like a, the Aganza Mishpocha, and they're taping for this video that Randy's going to do for Camilla's house. And I took one look at him, and I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt, if he wouldn't make the best priest uh, you have ever... Seriously, with the collar, you would look... I can see it now. Father Jim. God. Can't you see that? With the little uh, frosted hair there and the little uh, white... The schmata. Man, oh man. God, could he score a lot of points. Anyway, there's no point in putting this off. I know that uh, probably Chuck and some others are going to get upset. I would never want to upset Chuck because he's a hell of a good guy and a good friend. He used to be anyway until he started doing that morning show. But uh, I have uh, come to uh, a contusion. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, okay? Well, some things are an acquired taste, okay? Some things take... It's like this show. You can't possibly listen to the show once out of the blue and, first of all, figure out what the hell it's all about, what the purpose is, what I'm talking about, who the characters are. You can't do it. They are an acquired taste. You have to give it a chance. And Ron and Ron, I must confess, of course, uh, keep in mind that having heard a little piece of Don and Mike last night, anything would sound good. If there's a worse syndicated show than Don and Mike, I haven't heard it anywhere in America. And leave it to Cox Broadcasting to uh, find it, man. It's, we're like a magnet, like a maggot. If there's something gross, if there's something weak, if there's something bad, if there's like an old out-of-work slime ball like Joey anywhere out there on the beach, we'll find him. We got like radar in this company, man. We gravitate toward mediocrity, toward crap. So this is one thing. Let me tell you right now. Don and Mike, that opinion will never change. They blow. They suck. You can hear it. When you turn on the radio, you can hear the suction. You think we're having another hurricane coming. That's how bad Don and Mike are. But Ron and Ron, another story. They are going to have, mark my words, mark it on your calendar, the day that Fat Neil said it, August 12, 1993, they are going to have giant numbers in the book. Not just in Orlando. Not just in some of those nose-picking markets, but on Zeta. I'm telling you, they're going to have the biggest uh, numbers in the morning on Zeta probably since, uh... Remember that show? Like... Neil wakes me up in the morning. Like that? They might even eclipse that. And you know why? Number one, by default. There is nobody doing anything on the air in this market, in this state. Who the hell is doing anything in the morning in this state? Other than Imus on QIK, I'll give them that. Is Blob doing something? They take a big fat guy all by himself. They sit him in a room with a microphone and a phone and a board op who wants to be a personality. And that's a show? I'm not blaming him for it. I mean, impossible. Impossible. That, again, is the Cox concept. And while Ron and Ron, sound, they're desperately trying to do the Howard show, and they're not as funny as Howard, but they're doing some, some interesting stuff. I'm going to listen to Ron and Ron in the morning from now on. How do you like that? By default. I'm not saying they're all that funny. I'm not saying their show is great. But compared to anything else that's on here in this market, it's sensational. It's tremendous. They're going to do a 10-share on Zeta. 
And another thing that I'm discovering by listening to their show is how repressed I've allowed myself to become working for this company and working for a Gannett and now working for the Even Buddy Bud, holier than Brett Barbary, man, holier than God. Even he's given them like enough rope to uh, do their thing over there. And we're sitting here and like, oh, geez, you better bleep out that the arch back and bended knee, man, because we're scared crapless at Cox Broadcasting. We're scared of our own shadow. If you ever heard WSB in Atlanta, which is our, like, flagship station up there, you, you think you've heard a boring station before in your life. They are comatose. The news is boring. The talk is boring. Even the IDs are boring. Everything on that station is, it's like, uh, put you into an immediate coma. Even the rednecks go into a coma from that station up there. And that's the Cox corporate mentality. Go out, oh, yeah, go out and get us a 10 share, but don't say anything. Don't do anything like creative. And God forbid, don't say unit on the air. That seems to be the big word on Ron and Ron, is that they're like squeezing their unit all the time. And it's working, man. They're squeezing it and something's happening. God, I'm like shaken just even saying that. Sorry, Chuck. Well, that mommin, man, I just, I don't know, it just uh, ma it makes me nervous. See, we're, we've been conditioned to be nervous, and we're not going to be nervous anymore. That's the thing. We're starting today. I am coming out of the nervous closet, and today is the day we're going to stop being nervous. We've been conditioned to being a bunch of wimps here, man. Just like the other day when the guy said uh, the P word on the air, as in posse. And George said, well, it was in the context it was okay. There was nothing wrong with that. But everybody is so worried about the goddamn word police. What the hell is wrong with these people? And I'm listening to Ron and Ron this morning, and every other word is like unit, and then they got the uh, transsexual on, and she was like, uh, what did she do? She uh, lifted her blouse and let her puppies breathe, he said. And I mean, it, okay, this is like sophomoric. It's amateur hour, but at least they're doing something. At least they're not like so goddamn intimidated and scared of their own shadow that they're sitting there, okay, don't forget uh, the best of Neil at 9 and Neil at 10, and tonight on Letterman, it's, who cares about that crap? It's boring. God, we had 17 years of boredom here in the morning, and what did we replace it with? Even more boredom. We, like, cut the... We gave Chuck the operation before it went on there. We had, like, a personality transplant. We took it out of his body. The worst thing you can do, man, is bore the public. And look at the... You know, it shows right up there. I'm telling you, those guys, if they don't do at least a six-share in the morning in the next book, my name is, like, Rumpelstiltskin, okay? I'm telling you, they're doing it. And callers... See, in the beginning, the beginning, nobody knew they were on. Nobody knew from them here. And so all they did get was some of their old rednecks. Every caller in the beginning, the first few days, was another Yahoo nose picker from, like, uh, Tampa or uh, up in the hills in Orlando by Aintree. That's all they had. But now you'll notice that there are, like, one after another living and breathing goddamn people calling in over there. Because they're actually opening up a mouth and attempting to uh, entertain people and, like, be a little bit loose. God forbid that we should do that here. God forbid that anybody should say crap on here. Which, speaking of posse, by the way, the best story of the day is in the uh, Sun Sentinel this morning. Boy 4 nearly turns pro. Baseball steps in and nullifies contract. Pocatello, Idaho, four-year-old Kyle Carinoli, Carnaroli, was about to make baseball history Wednesday when professional baseball rejected the idea. Carnaroli, three feet six inches tall and 50 pounds, was scheduled to play as much as an inning in right field for the Pocatello Posse. That's the name of the team. His prize for winning the contest to name the new entry in the Pioneer League. This kid's four years old and he's into posse. How do you like that? More of the best of Rogers coming up on the IOD Radio Network. This afternoon at 2, it's Rick and Sons.
Way up in Tampa was a crappy morning show. Then in Orlando they ran it too. Now they can't compete in old Tampa Bay. They're on in Jacksonville and Zeta too. Run and run. They just aren't that funny. And something tells me they make too much money. Run and run. Boy, they blow. Run and run. All of the Yahoos like to call them the bros. Bash the gays and the ethnics too. They're worse than Sonny Fox or Paul Harvey. Lassiter, Milo, and even Joey too Run and run They just aren't that funny And something tells me they make too much money Run and run Boy, they suck Run and run You know these two losers show a real snoozer, but I must give credit where credit is due. After five minutes of that bad radio, makes me love that Chuck Myers morning show. Run and run, they just aren't that funny. And something tells me they took lessons from Sonny. Run and run, boy, they blow. Run and run. And uh, here's the exciting news of the century. Here it is. Oh! I've been fired in Fort Myers. Beasley Broadcasting is not happy. They expected an 85 share overnight on a station with no measurable audience. And we have nobody listening over there. And as of September 10th, we have another month to go, though, so we can go on and pitch for some other station in Fort Myers to pick up the show. We need to be on in Orlando, even though they have all those nose pickers up there. I'm telling you, we'd have an audience in Orlando because they're thirsting. They're desperate for something after Ron and Ron. I'm telling you that right now. They're dying for it up there and a show, too. So I've been fired in Fort Myers. <laughs> Woo! Man, what a, what a shot to my ego, man. Tony Allen, Tony Ball DJ, Beasley Broadcasting. So Joe and Stan, I guess, see, the reason they had to have me on for another month till September 10th is so they can do a lot of heavy taping to make sure they can lift everything off of there for Joe and Stan for, like, after September 10th. So our uh, ten friends over there in Fort Myers, I apologize profusely, but that big, lovely signal that we've been uh, manipulating and whoring for the last couple of months, how long have we been on over there? About six months? I think we went on in December, so, like, uh, eight or nine months, something like that. We're done. We're fired. We've been told. We're history. Remember that call we got the other day about their all-new lineup? Boy, that should be an award winner. The great Jay Marvin from WFLA to Milwaukee to getting canned. Of course, who am I to talk? I'm getting canned in Fort Myers. Is he on there yet? Well, how long do they think, what is this, like on permanent hold? Like maybe we'll go away and not try to uh, put him on the spot? Or maybe he's uh, trying to get his story straight with Beasley now. He's on another line. He's on another line. Good. Call up Tony Allen at WWCN and ream him an ass, okay, which would be any part of his anatomy from head to toe. would be like a big, gigantic walking ass with ears. Not that I don't really care. I mean, in fact, the interesting part of it is we were going to dump them off because, like I said, they never paid the station any money for the show. But I said, no way. We want to keep whoring that signal. Let's just keep uh, using them. And I guess we've used them as much as they'll let us use them. 
And probably the reason they want to keep it on to September 10th is because Tony's got a few spots sold, like for the next month. That's the only reason I can imagine. Why else would he want to keep it on for another month after the uh, bird gets out of the cage? Or they're just holding him like dead meat. So he just can't quite come to the phone right now and fabricate any more news stories. I say we pull the plug on them like a lot sooner unless they get their act together like uh, this is the last week, like tomorrow. Why the hell should we go on and be the subject of abuse and, uh, you know, I say this is it tomorrow. Adios. Bye-bye. That's what I say. Huh? George agrees. Let's take a vote. Everybody says yes. It's unanimous. Tomorrow's our last day on WWCN. We don't have any, uh, you know, I mean, if they can pull a plug, we can pull a plug. Bye-bye. See ya. Anyway, here's, uh, we just did Davey on a stair line. Here's Cape Oral on a day line. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I just talked to Tony Allen. Boy, everybody gets Listen, to talk to Tony Allen except called, me. The guy who just called, he talked to Tony Baldige because why would he have to spell out Allen for him? He probably talked to Tony Baldige. Anyway. He spelled it out A-S-S. Yeah. H-O-L-E. Right. Anyway, I, I asked him, I said, so no matter what we do, how many calls you get, nothing's going to change. He says, no matter what anybody does, you're going off the air, no matter what anybody does. That's well, that exactly case, what he told me. In that case, then tomorrow's our last day. Right. Well, anyway, I told him to, uh, you know, and I hung up on him. To stick it, yeah. Well, well what does he, that he mean? Took, he said it's a business decision. I said, what kind of business decision is it? What kind of business have they got on that station? Unbelievable. Yeah. I said... You've got all these people calling you and telling you they're not going to listen to your radio station anymore if you take Neil Rogers off, and that's a business decision? And he said? And he said, yes. He's such a businessman, isn't he? Oh, the best. <laughs> Any businessman who would say... What's, what's going on with Tom Valvita? I think that says it all right well, listen, there. How can I pick you up? What's, what way could I pick you up uh, on an AM station here? Or is there a certain radio that would pick up IOD over here? Because I can barely ever get IOD over here. Well, somebody said that that uh, GE Super Radio, you can get it at Brandsmart for about 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's your best shot. And I think shot's the word. Yeah. Well, no, I'm glad you called because that cinches it for me. Tomorrow's the last day. We're not, yeah. There's no sense in, like, starting a phone call. They don't care. The uh, deal is already cast in iron. In fact, a day or two ago, we had a call from somebody telling us about the new lineup at WWCM, which we knew nothing about. So, in other words, they were already, like, uh, leaking it out, and they didn't even have the courtesy to tell us about right. it. Well, I even asked him. I said, so you're trying to tell me that your polka show gets ratings? Yeah. He said yes. I said, no, no, yes, it doesn't. Sir. No, that's a, that's a goddamn lie. They don't have any ratings. I saw the book. They don't have any numbers anywhere except the uh, mediocre number I had, 25 to 54 men or whatever the hell it was. Other than that, they don't show up, period, at all. Nothing. Right. Zero. Zippity doo really. This is a And he admitted that. This is a station that has never shown up in Arbitron, period, anywhere. He blows. Yeah, exactly. So that should give you an idea of what a great radio guy he is. Here he's got a station with 10,000 watts, and it doesn't even show up in the book. I'm not talking about a point three. I'm not talking about a point one. I'm talking about a oh! point oh! <laughs> How do you like that for a number? Great. Okay, have a great day. All right, Neil. What a slime ball and a devious... Leave it to boy Gary to let us get hooked up with a piece of crap like that, huh? Tony Allen would kiss your ass if you had the cash on you. 45 Here you go. Here's the key. Here's the uh, transmitter. Here you go. It's all yours, man. Here's a lady in Miami on the star line. Benito Santiago tiene sellejo en la punta. That's all he's got. Sandy es una puta. <laughs> okay. Bye. You redeemed yourself. <laughs> See ya. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful thing. Tony Allen playing Mr. Hard-to-get Butcher Hotshot over there. Wouldn't, wouldn't come on the air. You are the biggest puss I've ever encountered in my life in this business, Tony. You really are. 
hangs up on the phone. First, he says the F word on the air on the phone. This is a businessman. I mean, it's not like I'm calling somebody that we're in competition with. This is somebody who's been whoring our show for the last God only knows how many months, and he still treats us like, uh, like, like a joke because it is a big joke to them over there. You guys are a joke, okay? You guys at WWCN, it's no wonder. I hope you have, like, minus 100 the next time. I hope you owe points. I hope Larry Kent comes over and takes a big dump right in front of your door. And that would be something, man. Talk about stepping in shot. Stay tuned for more of the best of Neil Rogers on the IOD Radio Network. We still haven't decided what kind of germ would have enough nerve to attack Neil. But, hey, it did. So this is the best of Neil Rogers. W-I-O-T. Wasted days on the radio Listening to Neil Rogers' show Cause I'm not a Cubs fan I don't give a damn About what they do Why should I listen to you? Cause I'm heterosexual Yet I really must complain For you're to blame For making me a Jew I still remember the day The bird flew away and left you Don't know what your show's about, but by the way, how big your trousers Let me just tell you this, a little bulletin for anybody who hasn't fingered the sound already. AM radio has been dead for years, and that's why there's like 80 million sports shows, and that's why stations like FLA are still doing the talk that died 10 years ago with all those right-wing fascist commie pinko lard-ass uh, dittos, and that's what it's all about on AM. And there are like just a handful, just a, a tiny handful of AM stations in the country that are still making it, like IOD. I don't want to see who's responsible for that. 
or like uh, FAN. By the way, Imus has his collapsed lung again. It wasn't on today on QYK because his lung has collapsed again. He's like in and out, old Imus. And so today we're like on the 95Y and F on FM where we belong. Now, I have a feeling that uh, George says we already got a couple of calls from, like, regular listeners who are shocked and amazed that we're on YNF. Just wait, baby. And I hope Tom Velveeta is sitting over there, like, at the phone. I was a geek. Manning the phone, waiting to take all those calls from the uh, AOR audience saying, Eh, what happened to our music, man? Oh, God, I hope they have, like, a hundred phone lines and he has to take every goddamn call on there. I was a geek. Yeah, boy, Tom. Anyway, here's Sarasota. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was listening to a uh, spy report on uh, YNF. I was listening this morning, and uh, guess who was on there being DJ? Tom Velveeta. I was a geek. Tom Velveeta, yeah. Tom Velveeta was on there. He was stealing all your material. He goes, let's analyze the situation. Oh, no, wait a uh, minute. You mean to say he was talking? Yes, talking just like the bird. <laughs> talking, Uncle Neil, just like the bird. Oh, no. Is, is, it, is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Uh, let's analyze it. Uh, I was a geek. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, I mean... Uh, a person, legend in his own mind. Somebody said the other person was Bob Neal on the uh, other... Um, Bob Neal was I on? Uncle <laughs> Neal. Oh, God. And they were playing... All like, twerp uh, radio. They, they were playing Madonna, and then they go right into rock and roll, and then go unbelievable, and then switch back to Madonna. So, so in other words, they've blown off the whole audience before 10 o'clock anyway, yeah. so I don't have to worry about it. And, and the only people that were calling were like Joe, Joey Show. You suck, and uh, this and that, and it, it <laughs> was mean they were, they were taking calls? Yes. And the oh, blob, no. the, the blob said they they don't have um, uh, the seven second delay. I didn't hear no uh, shot or uh, beautiful. Uh, you know. Oh, so in other words, Lasseter was promoting that, so everybody would call up and say crap. Yeah, and, uh, that shows you how many people Blob's got listening, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it just was amazing. He was sounding like the bird and everything, stealing yeah. all your material. Mm -hmm, beautiful. And uh, the billboards here in Tampa. I was driving down I four, and guess who knows this billboard with the bull on it? My kid who who uh, gets a dollar a week allowance. I didn't even see it up there. I looked up there. I had to look out the window. A billboard with a bull in it, as in bullshot? Yeah, bullshot. It said Lasseter's back and had a bull and had on the side talk radio. And the person, the per, the person to notice it was my kid who gets a dollar a week allowance. You know, real spending money. Yeah, me. that's the kind of audience we're looking for. <laughs> Can I call somebody a douchebag? Go ahead, sir. Uh, Jeb Bush, that's running for go governor. I'm sick and tired of you, and you're a douchebag. Oh! Okay. Thanks, Uncle Nick. Have a great life. Bye-bye. By the way, Ortestes is definitely more testy. See, we let him have it. We gave him a rough time, and he finally grew up here, even with his bad back, and he's doing it. Okay? So all is forgiven. Come home and uh, get out of our face. Let's do... Uh, I just can't wait because... Uh, look at that. Here's Hallandale. Hello. Father Neil. God. Instead of Uncle Neil. You know why? Father O'Toole. God. You know why I'm saying Father Neil gotten you? No. 60 minutes last night. That's what I just said. Unreal. What do you mean unreal? That was a repeat. But I never saw it the first time. But it was very propitious that they picked the uh, weekend of the Pope's visit You're... and all this, all this media hype that's going on while he's preaching all this archaic crap for the Dark Ages about don't touch this and don't touch that and don't uh, do anything. You're telling me. All this archaic crap that's going on. All these people are like schlepping there through the heat and they're dying from their prostate and prostrate and all this other crap. And one guy had a heart attack and croaked so they could schlep and see a guy in a dress. I mean, what the hell is going on over exactly. there? Exactly. I was totally shocked. God. And I'm telling you, those priests are molesting them over there, and it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, but you don't understand. You must not have watched this segment carefully. Didn't you see Father, uh, what was the one's name? The, the main one, guy? The Dark one that, no, the, no, the one that was schlepping away that Mike Wallace was chasing down the... Oh, uh, he was hilarious. And, he's, and uh, the comment was he finally admitted that he did have sex with a woman, but uh, it didn't count because there was no passion exactly. involved. Exactly. Unreal. Yeah. 
Unreal. So in other words, it's okay if you do it. Just don't say. Oh God! And then it's okay. It was totally. I was totally sickened from it. I'm yeah. telling you, they've got to all become. And that was just the statistics they gave about the three hundred million dollars in uh, hush money. Uh -huh. That was just in New Mexico. Right. What We're about talking the rest about of the world? people are starving all over the goddamn world, and the church is paying billions of dollars in hush money. And now the deal is, which they didn't have on there last night, but they had it the first time, that the insurance companies won't carry their insurance again against these cases because there are so many of them. But so the Catholic Church can't even get insurance to cover them on these child molesting cases. But why do they even keep these guys as priests? It's unreal. Because it's part of the game plan. It, it's a sick game. Yeah. Totally sick. Mm -hmm. They just, if you go out and do it, or anybody else, they, they throw their ass in jail and straight to Rayford, okay? Right on the chair, they strap your ass in there. In, in but the if the priest does it, what they do is they, like, reassign him. Okay, uh, send him to Peoria. He won't bother anybody there. Yes, Surprise. They, they sent them to that church for rehabilitation. Where does the guy come out? And he's the head of a whole youth gang there. Don't say oh. head. Oh, I'm sorry. He's okay. the, um... Grace of Knocker for a bunch the of... The Grace of Knocker. Well, listen, bless you, my child. One other thing. Yes. I don't know if you heard Baba Boo Boo, but I had an accident yesterday while I was in the shower. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while I was soaping up, Mitch Lewis was on Baba Boo Boo there. I did hear that, complaining. yeah. Complaining. Mitch Lewis, who's uh, the man... He, he was the man They can't sever the umbilical cord, okay? Cannot sever the umbilical cord. They kicked his ass out of here. Now they put him on the coast, and because he's in the building and because Baba Booey can't buy a phone call from anybody except the same three cranks again... Uh, oh, come in the building. Come in here, please. Anything to kill ten minutes. And then he's going on about how great he was on the year. It was the most disgusting mutual suck-around I've ever heard in my life. For like an hour. Yeah. Oh, for an hour? Oh, for, it was for, he kept on going on. He came back from yeah, commercial. Mitch was, he it goes, seemed like days. Mitch says, well, I can't really be talking to you on the show, but... But, let but let's do it about, anyway. Uh, this and let's this and this. Uh, suck around. Okay, have a great one, life. One other thing, Neil. Yes! I, you know what I heard? Which word I heard? I heard Agent Provocateur last night on uh, some evening news show. Are you serious? It was unreal. And I said, I know that word from Neil. He's an agent provocateur. Have a great life. Say goodbye. Hey, Neil. See ya. God, he, he'd still be going on, on and on and on. Hocking a chinook, as they say in Tampa. Let's, uh, here's a lady in Lakeland. Hello. Hi. Hi. I uh, was listening to 95 last night when they went off. They went off? Yeah. Well, you know, why not? You know what I mean. Yeah. But anyhow. Well, what do you mean they, was... they went off the year? Yeah. At midnight until 6 and then Velveeta was on this morning? I was a geek. And I'm supposed to follow that after, like, de that's typical, man, of this company, following six hours of dead air and then four hours of Tom Velveeta, and I'm going to come on and get exposed to the FM audience? Who the hell are they kidding, man? They're yanking <laughs> it. They're dreaming. Well, you're kicking, honey. We are. You are. We're kicking ass. The only problem is it's our own. Yeah. Well, listen, they took Ron and Ron away, so the least we can do is come on and say crap a couple of times. That's right. Well, what or about let's shit? say unit. I don't want to hear crap. I want to hear shit. Sounds to me like you're full of it, honey. <laughs> yeah. Shot she wants to hear, but with the eye. Well, just keep listening, honey. You'll hear plenty of that. Trust me. <laughs> you came to the right place for it. That's from Lakeland, potty mouth bitch. Disgusting. Beautiful. We love you, honey. You're our kind of gal. That's probably Opie's girlfriend. You are listening to the Best of Rogers on the IOD Radio Network. Coming up tonight at 8, following Sports Talk 610, it's the Randy Road Show, right here. You've read the headlines, now watch the controversy during a time-consuming discussion as Donahue examines the topic of date rape. Next. 
Sally Jesse Raphael is joined by fishing pro Jimmy Houston for an inside look at bait rape. And what's it like to have sex with a TV talk show host? Find out today as Geraldo explores snake rape. Then at 3, join Oprah Winfrey in the kitchen for a little cake rape and plate rape. Followed by hard copies, look at freight rape. And inside editions, grape rape. So watch as we hammer another trendy topic into the ground. In the mindless, tasteless style of daytime TV. Father O'Toole, God. Here's uh, Seminole. Hello. Yeah, give me the money and shut up. How's it going, Neil? Pretty good. Listen, you sound tremendous up here on the FM. Oh, I sound much, much better on FM. Oh, believe man, me. it is unbelievable. I sound like I have balls on FM. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you really do. I do. I don't um, have any, but I sound like I do uh, on yeah, FM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought <laughs> this was a, uh, an appropriate day to uh, make my first call to you because I uh, was born on the same day as Elvis, January 8th. Uh, yeah. Go King. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to tell you, I really appreciate you playing the uh, the Pope smokes dope the other day when uh, in honor of the Pope's visit. I hadn't heard that for years, and that was fantastic. I might just play the whole thing again today. The Pope smokes dope. Yeah. Listen, I don't know if you uh, watched any of the uh, the news coverage uh, over the weekend. I seen did, it. But I seen it. There was this little geek that. Uh, they talked to that was in the stadium, and uh, you know, the news guy asked him, said, what do you, what do you think of the Pope's speech? And the kid says, I thought it was the most tremendous thing I ever heard. The only thing was, it was hard to understand most of it. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't hear a word he was saying. Yeah. Plus, he spoke with his heavy accent, like, uh, where's the uh, pasta and uh, yeah. cut the crap? And exactly. uh, he didn't hear any of it, but it was great. It was great. It All was those fantastic. people that went schlepping there, he could have said, like that. And they went, oh, it was the most uh, important speech I ever heard in my life, and it was wonderful. And the fact he was talking crap from the Stone Age, don't confuse me with that. And the fact that uh, they're spending all... See, these people, they go into church, and they put the money in their plate, and they keep begging and schlepping from them on Sunday. And then they take all of that money, and instead of feeding poor people with it, they're paying all these lawsuits because the priests are molesting all these children. That's beautiful. You bet. Yeah, and they're paying for the Pope to come schlepping around the world to, uh, you know, preach all this archaic crap. Yeah, to do his thing. Yeah. And, and all the, the nuns up there in the upper deck doing the wave and stuff. It was really <laughs> I saw that. It was tremendous. Yeah. Well, listen, I they want said to, uh, it's a habit. In, in closing, I'd like to, uh, to uh, try my attempt at making a cart. Yes, sir. In honor of the Pope's visit to the United States, Pope John Paul. God. Father O'Toole. God. Okay. See ya. See ya. Sister Mary Catherine. Jesus. Here's Tampa. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Neil, this is Mike from Tampa. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Listen, I've just started listening to your show as of Monday. Yes. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Great. <laughs> Beauty, Mike. Okay. Was that Opie's uh, illegitimate son, or who was that? That was Mike from Tampa. A tremendous first call. That a boy, Mike. You're right. He said it's the greatest burgering thing he's ever heard. By the way, let me just say this to you. We got a whole bunch of faxes. The ones from the West Coast were like, uh, without exception, I don't think there was any hostility, which is hard to understand because uh, the best fax we got was from Rich in Sarasota. You're absolutely correct, Rich. And that is that th YNF was not like a marginal station over there. It would be like she. It would be like if somebody uh, took she away from here and just all of a sudden came on the bar and started, uh, you know, babbling away. Like a gigantic station, like a real goddamn radio station with living and breathing people with an IQ bigger than their jock size. So that is shocking. However, of course, the one hate fax I get is from over here, from our dear good friends in Dayton Broward, which I will get to and will read on the air in just a second, in spite of the tremendous challenge, I dare you to mention this on the air. Well, I just did, and we'll read it. 
from uh, Botex, by the way. At least they got the uh, their logo, their thing on the uh, fax, which is nice. Botex. What the hell is that? Is that like Kotex? And now, an exciting new concept in feminine protection. You know, we were reading in the paper that cotton tampons can cause toxic shock. And nobody knows why. Nobody. It could just happen. Yeah, like that. So we were talking about it one night, and it seems to us that the thing to do is to get away from cotton-based feminine protection. But the thing is, you want to stay with your natural fibers. So you're talking absorbent, all-natural, non-toxic. And then it hit us. Oak. Oak tampons. It makes all kinds of sense. Oak is really absorbent. That's why they use it to make beer kegs, so it swells up and seals. And that's exactly what an oak tampon will do. That means no leaks. Also, there's no fuss with messy applicators. Just follow the grain. And each oak tampon is hand-sanded, so there's never a splitter. Oak tampons. you got to wonder why nobody ever thought of them before. Oak tampons. Tampons designed by men. It says, Tunia Rogers, the fag. Why are you so jealous of Rick and Suds? They have a great show. But you always bitch about their material. Gilbert is excellent. <laughs> yeah, Gilbert is excellent. You're pissed because your plot to eliminate him from the staff at WYOD has backfired. Ha ha. As in, as in. Yeah, only, only two of them, not three of them. Eliminate him from the staff at WYOD. Is he on staff here? We got his staff over here? Oh, man, put it away. It goes on to say, Rick and Suds are spontaneous. Your show is becoming very underlined predictable. Are you not happy with yourself? You can always come home. We will leave the light on for you. Is this from Tom Bodette? P.S. I dare you to mention this on the air. P.S.S. Listen to Rick and Suds. I'm going to rip you a new one. Oh! Oh, man. Boy, I am just uh, so goddamn intimidated. I don't know whether to uh, do it or eat a banana. Now, the reason I'm jealous of Rick is because uh, his is a lot bigger than mine. That's the only thing I'm jealous of. His what? How do you know? That's the rumor, okay? That's what his uh, cheerleading wife told me. <laughs> Here's a South Miami, a date call. How are you? Yes. This is Gilbert. How are you? Oh, it's uh, Gilbert Jr. I, I know you need some help on your show because you're so predictable. <laughs> It's Gilbert Jr. Yeah. I, I wish you would stop cease and desist using my likeness on your show, please. Okay, Gilbert. Because I'm, I'm, I'm booked for now, from let, Gilbert, Christmas. Gilbert, you got any good songs we can play? Are they, uh, any good records you I got? I sing along for you with, with te tears Okay. From, tears Put your hand on the wheel, stick your finger up your butt. Da, 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 da. Huh? And, you know, can you do that one, Gilbert? I can sing that very well, thank you. Gilbert! And, and Gilbert! You know, in closing, Gilbert, i got one thing to say. Gilbert! Gilbert. 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 And I wet my pants. Gilbert. I, I wet my pants. Oh, watch it, Gilbert. You know, well, you get me so excited, Gilbert. He is an imbecile, you know? Which one? Uh, I wet my pants. Oh. But I got one thing to say in closing, Neil. <laughs> yeah. I got Benito Santiago is, is Satan. He's doing it. Goodbye. It's that earring. We never trust a guy with an earring, Gilbert. Not that one, anyway. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Gilbert Jr. All right, now we got something worth working on. He's good. I like him. He's no Bobo, but he's okay with us. Rick Riley is an imbecile. WIOD, cold line. Hey, uh, hello? Yes, sir. Oh, wait a minute. Turn that thing down, I'm pal. So I'm sorry. That's okay. You didn't know. How could you know? Uh, this is a mobile in Kendall. In Kendall in Dade County, yes! Uh, weekend sucks. Well, let me like put it Like staying away from a poison mushroom or anything around it. Well, let me put it to you eloquently. Okay. As Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, Joey Reynolds is a tumor. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's it. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a great day. It's the best of Rogers on the IOD Radio Network.